Click Studios, the podcast, episode two. Uh, I am your host, Bridie, the community manager for Click Studios. Uh, I have tried to record this intro several times. I think the hardest thing about this podcast is recording an intro, um, saying just whatever it is that comes to my head, unscripted, and then having to listen back to it and make sense of it and be like, is everyone else going to make sense of the words coming out of my mouth? Because, well, I can't. Um, this episode, I'm talking to my friend Tom. Tom's a member of Click Studios, and uh, we talk, we chat. Tom and I love to chat. Love to have a chat about uh, what markets you're going to see this weekend. Oh, what are the dogs up to? Oh, the dogs doing that? That's so silly. Uh, and we talk everything about that and nothing about work, which is fine. I would prefer not to talk about work 24-7, you know? Uh, Tom is a... What is that, web designer, if there was one title? He's, uh, he, he knows what he's, he knows all the ins and outs of websites and, and how that can help your business. Um, we're going to talk to him about why it's uh, not just a good Spider-Man joke and why you should invest in your website. And, you know, hopefully you take some, some intel away from this, because I know I did, um, I'm more of a visual learner, so once I could visualize Google bots, everything became clearer. You'll see what we're talking about, Uh, and I will catch you next month. Enjoy. So, hello Tom. Today... We're just going to go straight into it. We are. We? We're just going to fly, just gonna, fly by the wind. Yeah. So with the, and obvious, I've had a huge structural change for how I do my podcasts, and I uh, have no questions whatsoever prepared. That's okay. And I have no idea about anything to do with what you do apart from <laughs> whatever I've heard you say. Okay. So and I say a lot, don't I? And you say a lot. Usually, we don't talk anything <laughs> about web design. Right. Would you say that... So, okay. First things first. Yes. What's your name? What do you do? My name is Tom. Um, I am a co-owner of a small digital agency called Trigger Digital. And we basically look after small to medium businesses. Actually, we look after anybody who really wants to come and get some help. Um, And we've been in the digital... Place for probably combined thirty five odd years. Mm, thirty five so, years. Combined years, you know. Like. So obviously, the internet and websites and things like that have changed quite a bit over that time. Dramatically. Dramatically. <laughs> Dramatically. Um, so when you say people come to you need some help. Yep. What would they come to you for? Like uh, generally, website. Yeah, generally they've got um, a website that they either built themselves or it's five years old or seven years old or that they really haven't done a lot on in a long time. Um, and either their business is evolving and growing or that they're noticing lack of traffic or lack of interest in what they're offering um, purely from the fact that it's becoming more and more and more digital. People are looking more and more on their phones, on their um, tablets, on their laptops for answers or for solutions or businesses. And they're finding more and more that they actually do rely on having a good website. So it comes to, it sort of forces the issue on the fact that they need to reinvent themselves. Because mm, that's kind of, that's like the, 
Well, you don't walk into a shop and meet people as instantly um, in their businesses anymore. The shop front really is their website. That's right. That's like the first impression. Totally. And like, for example, you, Brad, if you hear of something, like if someone says, oh, this amazing new um, secondhand um, British 70s clothing shop that's opened in, in Kerrang Happy Road, what's the first thing you're going to do? I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna go on Instagram and, and look for their Instagram. Right, right. So that's the thing. It's, you know, instantly you go, are they on social media? Do they have a website? Have they got their stock on there? Or does it show an overview of what they've got? And is it really worth me driving there and going have a look? Mm, yeah, because I mean, I find that if I can't find any information about a place online, I'm probably like I'm just not gonna bother. Exactly. Because it's like. Uh, if they don't have care for how they're promoting, well, from what I see, if they don't have like care and interest in promoting what they do, um, then like, why should I it, go out of my way to look at what they do? Hmm. Unless it's like you know a really old cheap restaurant, then I'll go there. And yeah, they don't need social media. Yeah, but like, Can- <laughs> like Canton Cafe, which is yeah. amazing in Kingsley yeah, that everyone yeah. knows about. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a bit different. And that that's a really good point because you know in today's world, if they if they're not savvy enough to be online, generally in your mind's eye, you think, mm, it's probably not worth the visit. Mm. Because... So if, especially if it's a new company. Yeah, if you hear of it new and they've only just started in the last few months and you maybe get a recommendation from your friend who's been there or someone you know, or you see a post on Instagram or some random ad somewhere, um, you immediately think, well, I want to see what this is like online and what's their presence like and sort of buy into the... Mm buy into the idea of it or the feeling of it and get into the emotion of it and as soon as you do and if they're good enough online then boom they've got it and that's that's really the point of yeah it's like the point of difference nowadays is digitally are they attracting you to the business mm. so back in uh, let's say what was that 35 25 years well ago? it's combined so say if you go went back 10 years even when did you start so when did you start and how did you get into it and what was the how much has it changed since you started in terms of like, because now we're talking about digital presence, but like in the last 20 years, that's what, 2002, there was no really social media nothing hype or anything. No, nothing. Um, I started, I came back from Australia seven, 16 years ago. Um, I joined with, another a person we set up a business in oh well it was already an existing business but I went in to help on a website company in Tauranga um, and it was servicing all up the, it was an existing business um, and we were servicing Coromandel and all sorts of different people and then from that we um, my business partner Brian he then was he knew a friend of his who moved to Auckland and started a digital agency and she brought us into the business and we became sort of co beginning co-establishers of this new agency um, and that went for 12 years and then we now started our own um, and it's evolved so rapidly because really what's setting the precedent for the online change is people use um, trade me they go to booking.com they use Airbnb they go to um, Amazon they use all these websites that are constantly reinventing themselves almost every 24 hours they've got you know maybe 50 200 300 developers that are constantly streamlining the websites so that they're more user friendly and the look to book or look to pay or look to click mm. is quicker and quicker mm, yeah. and from that 
users then start to go to smaller websites and expect the same experience. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a like a standard that's being set, that's, and everyone expects that. That's that right. standard. That's right. And they're multi. They're big corporations who've got lots of money to spend at constantly monitoring what users are doing on the website and building them faster and faster and faster so that you can look, find what you want and get to what you want and potentially buy it or click it or whatever you're going to do with it quicker. Mm. So they're streamlining that user experience all the time and that means all the smaller websites literally have to keep reinventing themselves to try to... There it is. I told you my phone was going to ring today and it did. On my my watch, watch. that is. That's impressive. Yeah. Except it's annoying in some ways. <laughs> Keeps interesting. It does. So basically we get spoiled by really big websites that are spending a lot of money on the user experience. And from that we then kind of go to smaller websites and expect that same experience. Mm-hmm. And they're not necessarily. So like, oh, I guess an example is that oh, our website's pretty good. Yeah, it but is. But um, there's one of me and there's only sort of like so much you can do for your website when there's only one of you running it. That's right. So that's so you'd say that's when they come to you like, how, what do I do? I have a website. I don't have much money. I want to look cool like the rest of the, the yo pros. Yeah. Pros. Yeah, and it doesn't literally... Money's... Um, it depends on... You know, we always, well, it's not always. It depends on the budget and about what people want. And generally, it's nice to find out what the budget is they want first. Um, but when people get in their heads that the website, if it's really good and dynamic and it really shows their product, their point of difference, their story, why would you buy into them, like their product or their service or whatever it is, that usually they see that the value of a really well-designed site and a really well-built site and a well-thought-out user pathway journey um, and that whole kind of evolution of before you even start building the site, it's the discovery and it's the brief and finding out exactly what do you want to achieve and who is your ideal client and who are your existing clients and how are they interacting with your current website. Then, then you know, each business then realizes actually it's not about the budget I have, it's about what do I want the website to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you walk in wanting a website and go, well, my budget's only five grand, you're immediately potentially limiting the result for your business. Because if you walked into a web designer and said, I want a website that's really going to showcase my point of difference in a very crowded market where there's 75 similar businesses to mine in the in the, in the surrounding 50 kilometers, mm-hmm. and I want to show that I've been in business for 25 years, that we've got amazing um, reviews and references, that we've never had a, a, a product recall in the last 25 years, that we really know our stuff, and we've got 25 staff who are all professionals and really know, and certified, or whatever your point of difference is, and then you work out what's needed and what the budget is, it's a better way of doing it rather than walking and saying, I've got five grand and that's it. Because mm-hmm. it kind of, and I understand why people do that, but it's, it's kind of like the wrong way of looking at it. Because mm. if you're going to advertise your business online, what's the value to you? How much money, what's the return on the business if you do it really it's like, well? It's like investing in potential well I mean it is it's for the clients it's for any incoming work it's your presence online it's how you bring people in so yeah I suppose it is an investment people think that oh it's just a website can just go on like Squarespace make one they say it's so easy it's not no (laughs) it's it's really not I mean my experience with websites is uh, over the years I've very much liked to make myself a website (laughs) and put my things up and then You'll get look at something and be like, "What does that mean?" And then the coding comes into it, and then 
and then I get lost and then I, I give up really. Yeah. But, um, and you kind of get lost and floating around and, and then people just float in there and float out. Mm, mm. Um, so it's about how do you structure the website around what are your core businesses, what your core business is, and what you want people to do with the website and what's the outcome you want of a website visitor. Right, like finding the purpose and finding the direct, well, finding the pull. That's I right. Suppose. Or, or the, the buy-in. That's the right. function of your website. Like it's all very well saying, oh, my website is so people know what I do. And it's like, that's fine. Then they'll look at it and then they'll leave. Yeah. yeah. And most people don't want just that because even if it's an art gallery website, for example, and they're showcasing the gallery and who they are, they still want people to book or, or here's yeah. our directions and you can click on them and take you yeah, straight to yeah. Google Maps. Want to find us. Here's a phone call if you want to ring and find out what times we're open. Um, here's a form if you've got any questions about upcoming um, mm. uh, displays or, or what we're showing, um, artists that we're showing. You know, just ways of reaching out and grabbing information from, from the website visitors means that they're engaging with you and then you can engage back and you can build whatever kind of business you want. Mm. And even, like, for example, we're dealing with a lot, lot of not-for-profits now. Um, and especially in the current market, the not-for-profits are trying to get more funding. And a lot of them are doing amazing work. Mm. Like, and there's a lot of people working long, long hours and they've been doing it for years, but um, they've realised that the way to get people buying into what they're doing and getting contributions to their charities or their not-for-profits is to build a better website mm-hmm. that really showcases the good work they're doing and the years they've been doing it and all the people they've been helping. Because then people go online and go, what an amazing thing they're doing. Yeah. I want to help. Whereas a lot of them have just built it themselves. It doesn't hasn't really been updated in a long time. There's no information about who they've helped or their history or very much at all because they're just trying to, you know, in the office working their 12-hour days helping yeah. all these people. So... Again, it's like whatever facet of business you're in, whether it's not-for-profit, whether it's a charity, whether it's your own business, whether you're working in a, a big business, it's about having an online presence where people can buy into whatever you're offering and help or buy or visit. or mm. And it's about thinking that through carefully. I suppose some people sort of dismiss the importance of, of your websites and social media and things like that because when you get into the analytics and seeing the traffic, it becomes so confusing that people who don't understand it are like, okay, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that's fine. But um, I suppose that's an important part is like all the... So we've been working on our website with some um, marketing guys and they have dropped these terms. SEOs? No idea. Okay. Backlinking? I still don't really understand that. Cool. Yeah, actually, SEOs and backlinking are my confusing. This is like when I go into NFTs. What's an NFT? We don't know. Or we do, but we'll get to that later. What does SEO mean? Okay, so SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And so if someone was like, let's collect your SEOs, or I guess that's... No, that's not how you use it. What is it? How do you use it? Okay, so when you search on Google... um, Generally, what happens is, like you'll see on any search, if you type in, um, 
kittens. Uh, what what would you search for? Tell me something you'd search for. Something bizarre you'd search for. Something bizarre I'd search yeah. for. Um, Elmo meeting Winston the beluga whale. <laughs> That's my a very common search of mine. Okay, cool. What about if you were looking for something to buy? Tell me something unusual. Something I'd buy. Well, I want to buy another pair of white boots. Okay, so you might be typing white boots. And would you look in West Auckland? Would you look in Auckland? Where would you I look? I would go white boots NZ. Because I would want to make, because I would want to make sure I would probably get it shipped if I needed to. I'd get it shipped to me. Cool. So you're confident enough to find a pair of shoes online and ship them to you, even if they were in Christchurch or Dunedin or Wellington. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good. So then you type in White Boots NZ, and generally what comes up in the search is at the top of the page you will end up with a few businesses that have got ad beside them, AD, and it means that they're paying Google to be mm-hmm. there. And then you've got Google Maps. And then Google Maps will pull up a whole bunch of listings, and that's the Google My Business listing, which is a free thing from Google. Which you love. You love I Google do love that because it's free. Um, and then underneath that, you have what's called organic search. And organic search means that those websites have, through time and through a whole bunch of elements, been reviewed and reviewed by Google over and over, and Google values them on the importance of the website and brings them up into that what they call organic search ranking. So search engine optimization is a way of adding all the elements to your website in the correct place and through time to make sure that you're organically rising on organic search. And that's so basically search engine optimization is doing all the things to impress Google so it likes your site and says valuable website I'm going to rank it higher. So is the is the, the search engine optimization is this stuff you and like is this keywords that you input into your website or is it just google picking up elements from your website that are already on there and being like yes they have this yes they have this it's a whole google's very smart yeah google is very smart and there's a whole bunch of things so um search engine optimization can include things such as adding a fresh flow of content to your website making sure it has the right search terms involved in it um it involves um, correcting any errors in the website that come up because generally there are a whole bunch of SEO tools that you can use that all experts have them. They run through the website and they tell you all the errors and all the urgent errors and all the non-essential errors and everything you need to fix that Google is it's affecting your ranking. Mm. And some of that might be the way the page titles are structured. It might be that you have a duplicative content. It might be that there's a structure, the way that the website's structured and the back end isn't correct. It may be that you're missing meta descriptions or there is elements missing or needed on the website. It might mean that you don't have enough content on pages. It might mean that there are duplicative pages on the web. There's a, there's a myriad, lot and lot of things that can be affecting a website's performance. Um, and generally, search engine optimization is an ongoing thing. It's what we call a slow burn result because no one can say, we're going to do SEO and get you number one on Google. Yeah. I'm afraid that's ain't going to happen. No, because SEO is generally one, two, three, four years, and it's ongoing work someone's going to do on your website. Mm -hmm. And it might be creating blog posts, it might be creating content, it might be updating all the errors on the website. It's an ongoing strengthening of the website so that you slowly rise on organic ranking. So it's just keeping up with your. But keeping up with your website. It is. It's making it's it all ship shape and than... impressing Google. So doing all the things that Google likes. Mm. And it's quite it's quite convoluted and there are a lot of things you can do. Generally experts do it because there are Yes, this is why we ask you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
because when you see it, that it's because I I quite enjoy you know making graphics and stuff for you know whatever you're popping things up, and that's like the easy part. It's when you get into the um, X Y Z semicolon dash dash whatever that stuff. So do you code? Do you code? I don't code. You don't code. Um, but don't Brian, my business card partner used to code he built his own proprietary cms in the day so content management system we now use a platform called webflow um, which we love because it's designed and built at the same time and it's fabulous and it's a really secure lovely cms Um, it's open source but it's not crowded and clunky like a lot of the other ones have become Um, content management system (laughs) so that's like rather than a static website it means that you've got a an entry in the back end as, an, as yeah. an admin and you can go in and change pages and add images and edit and so that's called a content management system. And can anyone get that or is it more just is no. it, is it more a software that you would have? No, so like if you're example if you build in if you build in WordPress. WordPress yeah. is an open source content management system. Yeah. So you get that with it. Web, Webflow is the same. It has a content management system. Most websites are built with a content management system, so a CMS, which means that then the website owner, not the person who built it, but the website owner has access, mm. and they can add a page, and they can edit content, and they can add new images. So that's why it's called a content management system. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We use WordPress. Cool. So I, f- I, found, I have found WordPress really difficult to use yes. in comparison to, say, like Wix or Squarespace. Squarespace is all right. Um, Wix was probably one of the easier ones I've yes. used. But... Um, is that just completely down to how they've like that's just depending what is the ideal what what no what what do I recommend but you like you like Webflow and that's so that's accessible to everyone as well it is Webflow is a really easy platform I mean you literally can use a template it's similar to like anything else there are template websites you can go ahead and build your own um Put your details in, and it generates. Load your images, you, add yeah. your content. You can go in the back end, add your add, add your optimize, you know, your meta descriptions and your other things and pieces. What's a meta description? Uh, a meta description is basically how it's the description about the content of the page. So okay. it's basically saying to Google what this page is about. Yeah. And that's just picking up the information. That is. So it's all just feeding information in the back end. It is. So Google has robot, what they call bots. Yeah. And these bots scroll websites all the time. So they're always yeah. indexing you. They're and, always surfing the net. Yeah. <laughs> Doing Which is why if you're constantly updating and upgrading your website, Google's going to keep every now and again send the bots around and review your website again. And that's where you start rising up the ranking if you're working on it. See, now that you've told me that there's little Google bots looking at our website all the time, everything makes sense. I'm like, who... Who looks at these? Who who is Google? Who says who says that this website sucks or not? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and the thing about Google too is it's constantly reinventing itself because it wants to be the world's best search engine. Yeah. So they basically want you to, when you type in white shoes New Zealand to get white boots New Zealand to get relevant search results. Yeah, so you yeah. want white boots New Zealand. They, they want you to know. Hey, Google's got to tell me exactly what. Exactly, because then I mean, what other search engines are there? The only other search engine I can think of is Ask Jeeves, and I'm pretty sure that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah, there's an old one. <laughs> yeah, well, so Google's trying to streamline itself so people like using it and they don't move away. Yeah, I've never moved away from Google. There you go. So they've done their job. Yeah. Um, which is why now websites all have to be about relevancy. So they have to be relevant about what you do, relevant about your product. You can't stuff it full of terms that aren't relevant because Google will penalize your website. Mm. Um, it's all about load speed and how fast you load on mobile. It's about a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's just they're constantly evolving themselves so that they become the ideal user tool, mm. basically. 
What was the other word you asked me about? SEO and the other one I was trying to think oh, about. They kept spitting out, can you send us some backlinks? Oh, backlinks. And okay. I was going, backlinks, links to the back. Sometimes I, I uh, don't realise that things are just as simple as they sound. Um, do you, So with backlinks, backlinks to my understanding is like taking, say, an article that you've been featured in and it can link it to the back of your website. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, if, like, is there another Google thing that, so like if you were to search Click Studios and we've backlinked, say, some articles, it would come up with the articles that we're in. Exactly. So oh, yes. to show you, well, that's one of the ways. Well, so there's lots of, the of ways. ways. So I for example, well, for example, like a not-for-profit, there might be um, the Trust Funds of New Zealand or the Lottery Commission, or there might be a whole bunch of people that are giving the money that they're, they're affiliated with. Mm-hmm. So generally a lot of websites have those logos on the website, but they're not linking anywhere. So what is good, what's a good idea to do is have those logos linked to those actual websites. Right. And have those websites, have if any websites have got you on them, have them linked to your website. Right. So it's just a way of, of taking your links and putting them around the place so that your, all your graphics and stuff are functioning. And well, it basically builds a spider web of you being yeah. connected to relevant industry. So if you're a not-for-profit and you've received funding for the Lottery Commission, say, and you've got a link to their website, and then maybe on the Lottery Commission they've got a whole bunch of people that they've given money to, and there is whatever your agency or your not-for-profit is, and there's a link to your website. That's a valuable link, you see what I mean? Because Google looks at that as value, because you're connecting to a high-value website, and that high-value website is connecting to you. Mm. And it's the same, for example, um, we built a website for a property down in, um, it was actually a luxury accommodation down in the Bay of Plenty, um, and they had a whole bunch of news, news articles, but their old website had no area for um, news news articles about them. So yeah. we built a news article section where they could load articles and link them to the New Zealand Herald or stuff or where yeah, it was yeah. that article showed. And funnily enough, when you typed in the name of the lodge, up came one of those articles, but it was we'd embedded that article into their website and linked it to the original article, so it just helped their ranking. So really your website is just like a... Is like a directory for everything to do with your business exactly and that actually brings up so do you know these like uh link tree and these link and bio websites that are coming up now um and they're sort of just like a one page free directory where you can put all your links and all your social media and that's it and i'm finding a lot more because you know on instagram they're very much like hey guys, check out the link in my bio yeah. and then you got to go there and, and they've sort of optimised it because Instagram doesn't have links in their captions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm finding a lot more, like we've got one, it's really handy. Um, people are using just that as their website so it's just like a drop down, here's our socials, take it as you will. Do you think that, uh, do you think there's any benefit in that or is it more just like a handy thing and they should probably look into getting a website as well even though that is a very easy option um easy option isn't necessarily the best option but it also depends on what the person's trying to do Mm. so they're if they're just trying to build an audience on social media platforms so that then they can get paid to promote something or get paid to wear a designer t-shirt or to say this kind of health drink is the best thing in the world and they get paid by the companies um then yes social is all they need but if you're Again, it depends on what marketing and what you're trying to do. Because yeah, some people yeah. do build very successful um, Facebook shops. Yeah. But yeah. again, I don't know about you, but a lot of people who aren't 
who are maybe 40 plus mm. like to go find a website to yeah. find are they the real deal. Oh, now that's my phone going off. Was it? It was. Goodness me. You're famous. That's Tom, we've been talking for almost half an hour. My God, it's gone quickly. I think that, what can we what can we wrap this up with? Um, I think we could keep talking about this, but... Um, yeah, we'll make it too long and people won't listen. Yeah, and then, and then everyone will be like, I still don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. I actually, do you know what got me? It was Google bots, right? Imagining the Google bots running around everyone's website. That's <laughs> what made sense to me. Well, I hope it's useful. And um, obviously, if anyone's got any questions, they can always just oh, yeah. reach out. Where can we find you on the social media, Trigger Digital? Shall yeah. we just Google Trigger Digital yeah, and yeah. hope for the best? Yeah, www.trigger.co.nz. And yeah, 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 that's a good one. Yeah, cool. or you can email me, tom at trigger.co.nz. Lovely. And... Well, we didn't even say, Tom's a Click member, so if you're around Click Studios... Yeah, just come and see me. Yeah, or yeah, if you catch him when he's not out gallivanting about Yeah, I am a bit, but leave a message with Bridie and yes. she'll get it to me. I'll be your personal <laughs> assistant or something. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom. Brilliant. This has been very insightful. Yeah. Cool. Good. Let's hit stop. Okay. 30 minutes on the dock.